0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is a CBC Podcast.
0: Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Hannah. She has retrograde cricopharyngeus dysfunction. In other words, she hasn't been able to burp her entire life. Let's talk about it.
2: Well,
3: it, we was a, it was a few weeks back, and uh, the, whole, the whole gang was hanging out here at the Sick Boy HQ. And uh, I was putting together some content for our, our Feel Good Friday fun times. And if I didn't stumble across an article about a, a, a fucking poor young woman who had a story, uh, I think it was in the CBC or maybe it was global, uh, who who knows, who cares, um, but it was a story about this poor young woman who couldn't burp. And,
0: uh, I actually, I remember being underwhelmed <laughs> by the story at first Jared, thinking like, thinking That's like you were, you know, yeah. You can't Offen- burp. Offensively. So yes. So yeah,
2: what everyone is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was not. <laughs> yeah. Because Taylor,
3: you got it. You understood like the idea of not having the ability to burp would probably fucking suck. And so, Fast forward a couple of weeks later, we're sitting here now in our humble abodes on Zoom, but this time we are joined by that poor young woman herself. <laughs> Hannah, you have, I mean, I guess is the name no burp. Is that the is that the fucking name of what you have? No burp.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's like the the easy term for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's actually RCPD. I laugh so hard at you trying to pronounce the word. It is not sarcophagus. <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> I'll give it to you right now. It's retrograde cricopharyngeous dysfunction.
3: Whoa, that is a mouthful. Can you say that one more time?
1: Retrograde cricopharyngeus dysfunction.
3: Cricopharyngeus dysfunction. It's oh, like what man. mercury yeah. goes through every, uh, that's right. You know, whatever. Mercury so that, is currently uh, in cricoges. <laughs> <right. laughs> yeah.
1: Cricopharyngeus is like CPM. So it's, it's that muscle. It's also known as your lower esophageal sphincter.
3: Mm, oh, okay. We all, all love a a good sphincter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. <laughs> so, so, uh, and also a little fun fact here. Um, you also knew our good friend, Brandon Thomas, uh, RIP, wherever I he sure may did. be these days. Um, and, uh, just a so like total full circle, kind of the beauty of life kind of thing. I'm it so really glad, is, I'm yeah. so glad that we got it. We have a moment now to sit down to talk to you about this because, um, you know, as funny as, as much fun as we had with the article, we, we, we did kind of unpack through reading it that it, this, this has, this is fucking affected your life and like in a, in a pretty intense way. um, uh, why don't you why don't you give us like let's 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 reel it way back because i'm guessing that you spent a good portion of your life not knowing what was going on with you oh um, dude you
1: don't even know yeah so, <laughs> so, so,
3: so let's go back yes. let's go back let tell us the story of like what was young hannah and 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 at and at what point do you start to like do you start to develop these weird symptoms
1: yeah so I mean. So as long as I can remember, I've never been able to burp. It's always been like a normal thing for me. It never really bothered me at all until I was probably my late teens. And that's when I know like shit wasn't normal. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's like, I probably say like uh, like 18, 19, I started to get a lot of weird symptoms. So a lot of uh, like bloating and stomach pain, uh, issues with eating, like always feeling nauseous. Um, and then, you know, you want to go drinking <laughs> when you're 19. Yeah. Um, and
2: only then.
3: Definitely yes, not before. of course. Only so I, <laughs> I never right. would have
1: noticed before that. Um, <laughs> and but- <laughs> in the U.S.,
3: you would have waited another few years. Oh, of course. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. No,
1: it's, um... Because the the main thing that it, or like exacerbates the problem is uh, carbonation. So right. uh, anything carbonated, oh. especially alcohol, was like an absolute no. So
3: Brian and I are both here drinking our bubblies. and this shit yeah. like this is real. Ca- I mean, sorry Hannah, it they're delicious, but <laughs> but it's also very carbonated. So like I, I take it, I take yeah. it drinking one of these when you were young mm. would have been a an absolute fucking no no. Or Canadian well, I mean, cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, a, like, or a cold shot
1: <laughs> it's actually funny because like growing up my mom was like a big like she was really big on being healthy so we weren't yeah. like allowed to buy pop and we never had dark pop it was only like light pops in the house right. so we didn't get a whole right. lot of pop. so I never really noticed wait um, what's a light and, you know,
2: pop like,
3: is that a like you know mint, like, like, like a ginger oh, right. ale yeah, or a right. sprite or,
1: like light colored yeah. <laughs> is it a myth yeah.
2: that, that one is better than the other I, I feel no, like I've heard it's that before
1: Is bad for you because it's got like different dyes in it
0: Oh, okay. I mean, the dyes yeah. are bad, but also the sugar in the, <laughs> you know, in the light true. color all right. ones, all right. is, uh, they're also bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all trash for you. Yeah. A, basically, all, I wasn't allowed to have them. <laughs> all, they're all
0: glutens.
2: Glutens, <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. glutens are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like drinking
1: was like a nightmare because I was so sick all the time. So I basically was like, I can't drink. And if I do drink, it has to be um, something with no carbonation. So mm. vodka crayons were my go-to. Rice. And I also noticed that standing was easier drinking than sitting down because it, like, ah. crushed my system up.
3: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, it okay. was a treat.
1: So it was, like, no, like, chill house parties, having a couple of beers. It was not a that. It was, you, like
3: – You know what, though? I got to say, that kind – I mean, that sort of does work from where we're from. I can't speak for everywhere else. But I, I know as a Atlantic Canadian, it is not uncommon to go to a house party and although there's this beautiful, massive living room with tons of seating options, everyone just fucking for whatever reason yeah. seems to just go to the kitchen and stand I was in the goddamn I was kitchen. Like and
1: it's always a kitchen party. Yeah. I don't it's know just why. Leaning against the
2: counter, yeah.
3: As Nova
1: Scotians and our kitchen party. Yeah. the
2: fridge <laughs> is right there.
1: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So
2: was this? This
3: was a question that that I didn't really. Uh, um, I I mean, I couldn't ask the article, obviously, yeah. um, but you had, you had the problem with no burping. What about, like, what about farting? Like, could you, could you push oh, air man. out of your butt?
1: Dude, that was the only way that air was coming out.
0: Oh, Whoa. wow. Wait, Wait so, so was oh, it, yeah. did you oh. fart more
1: then? So uh, the main symptom of this, like disorder is the, the gurgle belch kind of noises that you would have read about. But I the just second had that is, right there. So the second one is excessive flatulence.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> See, yeah, I feel these, like that would these... probably be good for Taylor because if he yeah, farted yeah. more, he probably wouldn't like accumulate <laughs> I mean, if I such more. a stench inside of his body. Because it's like, it be well, nice well I mean, I have all, all that me. gas.
1: Yeah, like I have all that gas in there, right? Like it's still there. It just Ooh. needs to come out and it can't come out. So like I tell people I can't burp and they go, oh my God, that's amazing. No, it's not amazing. Like, I still have to get yeah, that air out. It comes out yeah. of my so they just They just think that not being able to burp means there's just no gas there. And like that is not how it works. Right. It's all still in there, and it all needs to come out, and the only way it was coming out was farting. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you?
2: it as I saw it as I I didn't see it as there was no gas. I saw when he, it was, it, the moment I read that headline, I went, "Oh my god, that sounds so that yeah. sounds torturous." Yeah. Because yeah. I I didn't think of it as no gas. I thought of it as gas buildup that can't get out, and I know how horrible yeah and that's that exactly feels. what it is yeah. And yeah. it reminded me actually of. Um, speaking of drinking as a teenager or, or, and, and just being young in general, I remember, um, the thing that I think I related to this so much was being, um, like, uh, between like the ages of like 14 and 17 and going to hang out with, uh, with a group of girls. And one of which I'm sure I was like you know, ab- like obsessively in love with and, <laughs> and, and needing to fart and being like, I could, I can't do that. And holding that in for an entire night. And like, like Brian alluded to, I'm a quite a, quite a ga- I'm quite a gassy person. You sure yeah. are. And then, and then
1: a night of that
2: would make me feel so sick. Like, I would yeah. I would go home, I'd drink Pepto-Bismol, oh. my stomach felt like it was going to explode, it was, like, okay, was pushed me. out and awful. Every
1: single day of my life.
2: Oh, my God. God. So oh. that's why I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, oh yeah. my.
1: Cause it takes a lot longer for the gas to move through your system and out the other end than it does to just push right up because it's right, right there. So right, it has right, to work right, its way yeah. through your intestines, which takes a long time. Mm.
3: So, so we, we actually, this is a good segue into one of our questions from, from uh, one of our patrons. Uh, Megs, one of our favorite longtime patrons. Uh, they're all our favorite, really, but uh, we do love Megs. Uh, Megs, <laughs> Megs had had knew we were going to talk to you today, and we've already a- we've already answered the first part of her two part question, which is. How do you release gas if you can't burp? Do you fart more as a result? The answer, Megs. Yep. yep. Um, but she also says, or do you have a different method for releasing gas? So is, is that a thing or no. or no? So
1: Well, kind of. Okay. So <laughs> the only other way to get gas out, like, so you got your two ends, right? So mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you, you got to get it out somehow. If you can't burp, it's because that muscle isn't functioning properly. So you have to basically force it to function. And the only way to do that is what's called air vomiting. It it is exactly what it sounds like. So you basically gag yourself until you throw up. But instead of vomit, it is significant copious amounts of air.
3: Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. So... Does it sound like a burp, or does it sound uh, like...
1: No, it sounds like you're... Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> it
0: sounds
1: like you're dying. So, do, you, oh my do, God. You, do
0: you have to, like, stick your finger in your yeah. throat, and then and then oh, yeah. it just, you're just... Oh, my God. Just, it's kind of like releasing a valve. I'm imagining, yeah, like, that's a bike exactly. tire and it's, being pumped up. So it's up like there's
1: just- so much... Yeah, there's so much air built up <laughs> that when you have to like air vomit yourself. So everybody that I know with this dysfunction has knows about the air vomit because it's the only relief in a quick period of time other than letting it, you know, like work its way through your system. Um, and there's just so much gas there that when oh you need to force yourself to air vomit, no food comes up because there's a gigantic air bubble sitting oh. at the top of your stomach.
2: <clears throat> How did you learn that? Hurts? How did you learn to do it? You
1: you don't, I'm, you just I kind of like, figure it out as you go. Right, like, yeah. I mean, like you feel like, so with all that air trapped in there, it makes you super nauseous all the time. So, I mean, most people, when they feel nauseous, you know, you realize if you puke, you'll feel better. Right. So you're like, okay, well maybe I'll just go make myself throw up. Oh, surprise. It, yeah. There's all that air.
3: <laughs> is it, is it wow. ouchy? Like, is it ouchy when you do that? Like dry heaving yeah, kind of It's hurts. not fun. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. Pl- Fuck me, that's so crazy. It's just a
1: lot of air. Um it's not super painful, but it sounds horrendous. Um right. and if you do it in a bar bathroom, they will kick you out.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Wait, has right. that happened to you?
1: No, but it has happened to a close friend of mine who also has this disorder.
3: Wow. wow. Okay, yeah. so so you you have bad farting. You're you're air vomiting when you really need to. Um it just sounds like your G, like GI issues are just like through the roof. Yeah, um, absolutely. The other thing that I I remember being mentioned was how you had like, you had like crazy distended belly and, and is that again, like 19 kind of like getting into that age range where you're, you're wanting to party and stuff. Is that something that's always been there or did that like develop later as you, as the, um, no burp got worse?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely developed as it got worse. I mean, most people who have found out that they had this disorder has said it's gotten worse with time. Um, and I feel like the majority of us all start around the same time too, like late teens, early twenties. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going
3: wow. to them rip. Sorry. Wow. Like, I'm so sorry. I can like
1: make all of them come out right now. Yeah, um, I'm just going to let. I'll them do rip. it for you later. Yeah, great. sweet. <laughs> um, but it's just like y- you get used to it. And you just kind of like deal with it because no one knows what's wrong with you. But it got to a point where, you know, like I stopped wearing jeans because they would fit me in the morning and not fit me by the end of the night. Um, anything that cut into my stomach. So like a bra was like ultimate torture because it was cutting into my chest.
2: Hey,
3: apparently bras Uh, are fucking out these days now. Oh dude, I don't wear that shit anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was like, it was rough. And I mean, none of my clothes fit me at night when they fit Mm. me in the morning. Um, the fun fact about this disorder is the doctors who like, kind of, um, like walk you through the procedure and all that stuff. They legitimately use pregnancy as a scale. Um, so when you come in, they ask you by the end of the night, how pregnant do you look?
3: Like, like where, like where along in your term are you?
1: Yeah. So I was about six months pregnant by the end of every night um, with
3: with a rock,
1: like rock hard stomach and Uh, like severe symptoms of like GI issues. I was going (laughs) to
0: ask like, because when you said that they use the pregnancy scale as, as a, as a metric to measure it, I was imagining (laughs) like, like, Oh, like up to the first two months, maybe, but six months, like Like, that's a,
1: that's a, you're
0: showing. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I'm a small person. I am like five, three, like, you know, a little over 120 pounds. Like I'm not big and my stomach would i would look pregnant like if wow. people didn't know me they would actually think i was pregnant
3: they just come up and put their hand on your belly and go oh <laughs> he's going to be a soccer player they better Congratulations,
2: not, I was at that <laughs> yeah. soccer
3: player but i
1: mean and that's what i mean that's a whole other thing like i don't have a family and maybe i will have one someday but could you imagine being mm. pregnant with this disorder i would die
3: oh my god mm. yeah i can't even imagine i can't like that sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds no way. so intense
2: i'm no, so i'm Good. so like you, you said that it was in your teens that you really noticed, like, how— Oh, my God, I'm so like, sorry. Wow. wow, man. I mean, you're drinking I, I a Red it. Bull and a Bubbly together. So you're double-fisting <laughs> Red Bull and Bubbly, know, so there's no surprise. But you're—like, you, when you were— I don't know, like any age, like any age that you start going to school and you're with kids. Yeah. And I mean, man, how amazing is it when you're a kid and and everyone's like, "Hey, do you know how to make yourself burp on command?" And you're like, "No, teach me." And then they <laughs> teach you, and then you then do it, and you 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 gloat that around, and you and you do that in front of all the people that can't do it, and then they're just begging to be your friend, and you're like, "Yeah, well, it's you yeah, know that's what? exactly like, how it is. That's exactly." <laughs> yeah. And and like, at what point are you like? I'm the only one.
1: I can't. And for for a while, it was like, I must be like the weirdest person in the world. I can't burp. Like, whatever. Okay. That's so strange. And like, I would like mention it to a doctor and they'd be like, weird. Okay. Anyway, we're going to send you for this test. (laughs) And like, they never, they never (laughs) thought it was a big deal, but it's like, think about it for a second. You need that release. Like, what if you don't have that? Like nobody cared. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And I ended up finding a doctor who just cured it.
2: Is there a it's part of so it? Crazy. Like, is there any part of it? And I mean, this is just totally like speculation. I'm curious what you think about this. Like, um, for example, Kyla. Kyla? Yeah. Her her and her family, yeah. they think like they think that burping and farting is like like is like the devil's work. Beneath them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and and so yeah. and so like It's, it's like, it's super offensive to them to do this thing that is the most like normal bodily function that needs to happen for your body to, to like live. And, and, and I'm wondering like in the doc, in, in the doctor's case, which they should be exempt from this, I, they should be exempt from this. Like, is there any thought like that? Oh, like you just don't burp? Like Lucky you, you know, you don't have to burp, you don't have to do that super offensive thing that everyone hates.
1: Okay. So I've definitely had a doctor tell me like, Oh wow, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, what? That's okay. (laughs) Um, but the funny thing is, is like, until I found this disorder, I didn't realize that the root cause of all my symptoms was the not burping.
2: Right. Um, Of course. I had no
1: idea that not burping was the reason that I had all of these symptoms. I just thought weird. I can't burp. And my mm. GI system is fucked.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It, yeah. it, it, but it's funny because if somebody came up to me and said, somebody came up to me and said, I literally never burp. I would, I, I would think like literally never, or like yeah. rarely. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but
1: you know what? And then you tell people that. So I told my neighbor that I was going to get this big procedure. And she was like, for burping, I never burp. And I'm like, That's not true. You definitely do. (laughs) People don't notice at all. So like I was sitting with her and then she let out like a small little, you know, bit of air. And I was like, there, you just did it. she was like, no, I didn't. I'm like, you just don't notice. That's so funny. I just want to, because of what you said, the fact that uh, your partner thinks it's so disgusting that is why i have lived like this for so long because it's gross and nobody wants to talk about this shit doctors don't believe that it's a problem and i lived in pain for my entire life if we talked about that normal bodily function type thing i would have not had to live like this
0: totally
2: because it's so so normal
3: it's so
1: everybody does it get over it yeah
3: necessary
1: and it's funny i mean come on you (laughs) know what being a woman (laughs) With this disorder is even like harder. Totally. It's gross to be a girl and need to fart and burp all the time. Like nobody likes that. Thank God. My husband is disgusting. Um, (laughs) I we heard that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. But it's just like, he's so been like, we've, we've always, we've been together for almost eight years now. And he's always been like super open about that kind of thing. Like yeah. when we dated, I would spend an hour in the bathroom and I'd be like, see you later. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, he got he it. just cause... learned
1: to live with it. Right. Yeah. It's
0: funny though, because if you said uh, like, as, as a woman based on like society's expectations, if you said I Jesus. want to burp more or I want to burp, people would be like, that's, that doesn't sound right. That yeah, sounds, nice. sounds kind of
3: gross. Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I, I, I'll tell you who. But it's so important. <laughs> I'll tell. You, I'll tell you who doesn't have no burp. Um, uh, my mom. You right? And now. and <laughs> and I. It's funny that you say like like people burp and don't even know don't even notice that they burp. A little anecdote about growing up with my mom, and she might she's likely listening to this and, and is going to be very upset that I. Uh, Share this with the world but (laughs) for the greater good my mom has this has this thing dude it's so funny it it, it, she has this thing where she lets out these burps that are gargantuan and and they and they're like it's not just a burp it's not like what i've been doing here as i as i down the red bull and the bubbly it's like this she'll just be sitting there and go like like, (laughs) and and i and i for especially in high school i remember forever being like oh my god
2: God, yeah, you can what, feel like, it. It's like, what, a, it's got a bass tone to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, you
3: feel like, the it,
1: vibration. it
3: hurts my gut. And I go, what are you doing? Like, can you just, can you just let it out a little easier? And my mom goes, well, I don't know it's coming. And I'm like, you don't know that it's coming. Like who doesn't know that a burp's coming? So like two nights ago, I was on the couch watching a movie with my partner, Leah, and i just go and it just came out and she goes oh what the fuck was that and i was like oh my god i actually didn't know it was coming <laughs> <laughs> like, i did not and i went no oh, i got it from my mom you know yeah, dude. Is-
1: okay look so it turns out that the doctors who are like looked into my issue they are now doing further studies because they think it's genetic
3: ooh oh, interesting now Crazy. now did, is it do you know anyone in your family who also couldn't burp
1: Yep. So uh, I had an uncle who, so after I found out I had this, you know, issue and I talked to my mom about it, she was like, Oh my God, that's what your uncle had. He was in severe pain his entire life. And I was
2: like, Oh, okay. Oh Uh, my God.
1: And then uh, it turns out my brother has it as well. But um, it's interesting, actually, because uh, it's a spectrum. So um, turns out, uh, this is all news to me as well, um, that. If you can burp a little bit, but not enough to get all of that air out, you would still be classified as someone with this dysfunction. Okay. So there's a scale. Um, it goes from one to seven, I think. I was like a full seven out of seven on the scale. Like my quality of life was complete and utter trash. Um, and then my brother is probably like a two. So he can't burp at all, but he has no underlying symptoms from it.
0: Wow. wow that's yeah. super interesting. interesting. Huh. So so uh, I I wanted to I wanted to ask though uh, before we we move on I was um uh, I was thinking about like th- the reason why burping is gross and part of me still thinks that it is when people do it and they and they aren't like considerate of other people when they're yeah. doing it. So <laughs> like, you want me to show it, you
2: what's gross when you burp? This is the part about burping that's gross. I don't want to see it. Oh, I go, know exactly what people go, do. When people go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> and, they, and they like a, when they burp in their mouth and then go <sighs> or 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 look away out. or look away and go <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's gross. gross. But like,
0: it's that's like gross. when when we're when we're traveling together, Kyle's, and Taylor knows that he's about to background. like have the stinkiest fart in the world because his fart, every single fart he has, stings. not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he just and he just like lets it go when he's standing right next to us, rather than like walking yeah. over to the other room. Well, Jeremy, in, a, in, a, Jeremy, in a
3: hotel room that's twenty eight feet, uh, twenty eight stories up, with no windows
2: and no <laughs> fucking. Jeremy he doesn't have a sense of smell though.
3: <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, this I, is nasty. I'm, I, I mean, I just feel like I have full full permission now because because of the top of a run. So, Hannah, you've said that you're you're married, um, I am. and and you kind of you kind of talked to us about this a little bit, but um, I'd like to kind of unpack it a little further. Uh, so, man, I really I'm really like over the top burping right yeah, now. Yeah, you're like, <laughs>
2: drinking two
3: <laughs> carbonated drinks at once. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like up in my throat right now. Um, <laughs> uh, how has um how has the burp the no burping affected your your social life, your dating life, relationships, that kind of thing?
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, relationship wise, it didn't super affect me because my husband has always been kind of a gross guy um, and pretty open about things. Um, So, I mean, we've been together since I was in grade 12 in high school. So he's been through the whole thing with me. So he kind of came along for the ride. uh, So it wasn't, you know uh, the weird dating scene where I have to be like, excuse me, I need to be in the bathroom for three hours. Um, (laughs) but like social life wise, uh, no, I didn't have one. So, you know, I never ever did the whole downtown thing. Like i never went out downtown. I didn't go out drinking. Um, any type of alcohol party had to be at someone's house um, where there was a bathroom. Uh, so it was, uh, not a great time. Uh, I don't leave my house a whole lot and I was very prepped for this pandemic. So, okay.
3: Mm, yeah. Now that, that leads me into my next question, which is, and again, coming back to this, this, uh, the first time we talked about it, like, you know, me and Taylor he, he, hearing or reading that article and thinking, Whoa! Like that must be really like that must be really uncomfortable. And thinking about the physical aspects of it, thinking about how, you know, like oh yeah, her belly was distended. That makes sense. Oh yeah, like she, it like it's got to go somewhere, so it's coming out of her ass. Like all those <laughs> things. Um, and then and Brian kind of like going, oh, I don't know, it doesn't seem that bad. Um, but then hearing from you that like yeah, no, it actually has like it's affected you in in a, a myriad of different ways. How mm-hmm. did it did it have especially like especially during those times where you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, did it, did it play a role in affecting your mental health?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, I mean, another fun symptom that kind of comes along with this is like pretty high anxiety. Um, so it's like physical and mental. I mean, the physical part is I, I know you guys read in the article, um, that, there is so much air trapped in there that it actually makes a huge gas bubble and prevents you from being able to fully expand your lungs. So you can't take a full breath properly, mm-hmm. which tends to lead to heart palpitations and anxiety. Um, and then, you know, I had anxiety on the mental end as well. Cause it's a constant, you know, I can't go out downtown. What if somebody like, hears me trying to burp. Um, there was also the super fun side effect of the burps being trapped in there. Which make gurgles. Um, that's what mm. they call them in the no burp world. And they're actually loud as fuck. Mm. And people can hear them like across the room. So any kind of like social setting that was like quieter was super embarrassing. Like working in an office, being at like a, like I went to NSCC, so, you know, sitting in those small classroom courses. No, it was just, it was not a fun time. So basically I was like that weird gurgly girl in the back always. And I I guess like,
3: like to the, the anxiety point, like we know, we, we recently spoke with, um, with, um, MSW Jake, Jake. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jake, if you're listening, I've, I've, I've totally blanked on your last name, but we were talking about anxiety. We were talking about like depression and anxiety and those types of things and how they, how they really are like a physical illness and it hits you. The physical part hits you way before the, the actual mental realization that you're having like an anxiety attack or, or what have you. And it -hmm. makes a lot of sense to hear you say that, you know, like if you have this thing that is happening inside you and especially like not knowing why the fuck this thing is happening inside you, that it, it's, it's very likely going to be affecting you mentally you know, at the exact same time because your your body's going, what the fuck, Mm -hmm. what the
1: fuck? And then on top of that is even worse is that you tell doctors that you feel like you're dying all the time and nothing, all the tests that you get sent for come back normal and they tell you nothing's wrong. So you think you're absolutely crazy the entire time. Like Mm -hmm. I know something's wrong with me and nobody believes me and nobody cares enough to even bother to find out what it is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you talk about the, uh, like, the the sort of expansion of uh your belly but then like the 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 way that the lungs are compressed as well it like that reminds me of what my physical feeling of anxiety feels like like Ooh. this tightness yeah. in the chest and like like the way that like you know if i if i didn't know better i would feel like when i'm feeling about a physical anxiety that it's almost the exact same feeling of what it would be like mm. to not be able to burp at the same time. So it's pretty well, bad I'm not surprised that they feel yeah, the
1: like you can't take a full breath. And I mean, mm. in, I believe in the studies that are published on this diagnosis and treatment, um, they have x-rays of patients that they have taken and shown how large the gas bubbles are in their stomach. It, Whoa. It's Whoa. like, it's yeah. massive.
2: Like if you, if you, like what you were saying there, Bry. if you, you know, anxiety will make you feel like you, like you can't, breathe fully, which is nice. in nice and of one. itself something that reinforces anxiety because, yeah. because yeah. when you, this is something like that, like, uh, we're all, um, we're all, we've all been yoga teachers for a really long time and something that you kind of learn in sort of like day one when you're, when you're training to be a teacher is people really don't like bending their bending backwards, mm. uh, like doing backbends. hmm and, or most people. And one of the reasons for that is you put yourself in that position, you start to bend backwards. And as soon as you start to bend backwards, your lungs just, they can't, they can't expand in the same way as they can when you're sitting straight up. And so you, you're you, like physically or mentally, you get that trigger right away. As soon as you can't take as deep of a breath as you'd like to, your brain goes, yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better. I, I don't wanna mm-hmm. be here anymore. It's also, and, isn't it and also,
3: isn't it also sort of uh, not cutting off, but like affecting the vagus nerve, which is your, the nerve that regulates your parasympathetic nervous system. So like that part of your nervous system that keeps you calm. And so when you start to, when you start to impede that again, you're just going to, you're going to go into that fight or flight. You're going to go into that, that mode, uh, that, that mode in your brain where you're going, uh, not okay, not okay, not okay. Like,
2: time so to thinking protect. about, so thinking about the, 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 the putting yourself voluntarily into a position that limits your breathing and then going, oh, I don't like that, which is most people's response to that. Mm. But then it being something that like, you don't have to be in a position. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to compete. yourself. You can come yourself.
1: out of that position. <laughs> yeah. I do not Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, you, you don't have to live in <laughs> yourself to
2: put in that position. Yeah. You just live there. That's, exactly. That's your, so that's your homeostasis. It's, it's,
1: And it's kind of, it's like a cycle, right? So it's like, I can't breathe fully because there's all that air in my system. So I start to panic and then I get anxiety because I can't breathe fully. So I panic more Mm. and then it's just, yeah, it's a nightmare. So, I mean, basically the only way to like get out of that is everybody with this symptoms has to just go lay down. That's the only way you got to go lay down.
3: So how, how did you, cause one of the other things that I just fucking loved about that article was the, 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 um, the reveal of like the, the R slash no burp, um, Reddit community or, <laughs> or maybe that wasn't in the article. Maybe we found, but maybe we found it. It was I, in the article. I, I it think. was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, how did you, is, is our no R slash no burp, how you found out about no burp or like, how did you, how did you come to find that you actually had a condition?
1: Yeah. So I was working at a job and I was talking to one of my coworkers who, I don't know, we got into the topic of what things like we like to drink. And he said he favorite, like type of bubbly or whatever. And I said, I can't drink carbonated drinks makes me sick. Um, and then kind of went down that conversation and it just so happened that he had a friend who had just returned from Chicago who had just gotten an injection of Botox to help him burp and he was cured. <laughs> No so uh, <laughs> I was in actual shock. I mean, I think I that was the most shock I've ever been in my life. I've spent my entire life trying to figure out what's wrong with me and then to have someone just hand me another person in Nova Scotia who and was not just a cured. doctor
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that's the craziest story we've ever heard on the podcast in terms of like somebody finding a solution for what they're living with. Like in a conversation with a coworker, he accidentally like connected it. His friend
1: on Facebook, (laughs) I took the rest of the day off work and spent the entire day talking on Facebook to this guy. Um, wow. shout out to my friend, Brennan Rogers, because he also has this and he's the reason that I'm cured. Um, wow. so I mean, Brennan is also in Nova Scotia. He had recently returned from Chicago when I had met him. Um, so the doctor who like pioneered this treatment <coughs> is in Chicago. His name's Dr. Robert Bastion. Um, and he basically found out that if you inject Botox into that muscle, it, kickstarts it and your body goes, Oh, we didn't know that muscle was there. I guess we're going to start using it. Um, So what it does is it like basically wakes that muscle up. It opens it up entirely. Um, So it's a real fun learning curve for the first while because you literally have to learn how to burp because I've never burped in my life. Um, right. Nobody told me that food comes up sometimes with it. Not pleasant. I will tell you that.
0: Although,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> tasting my food four hours later was a shocking experience. Uh, yeah, it's the right, worst, right, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I,
0: but but I thought that Shocked. Botox like like uh, because Birds when you, when well when you hear about Botox injections, people oftentimes think of like the faces being like very okay, yeah. stiff so you and think not of
1: moving. So there is a lot of non-cosmetic uses for Botox as well. Um, One of the main ones that most people would be familiar with is for TMJ or TMD. So, you know, when you have your jaw. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lock jaw, basically. Um, They can actually inject Botox into the muscles on both sides of your jaw to fix it. Um, it mm. works in basically the exact same way with this muscle. So injecting Botox into that muscle basically just like renders it flaccid and mm. it just opens up entirely.
2: Yeah. Um, they use it with um, people who have uh, muscular, uh, dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy. Yeah. yeah. To relax yeah. their muscles. Like yeah. So it's used like to relax those.
1: muscles. Um, so I mean, Botox wears off. Um, <clears> so the majority of people who get the Botox injection are like cured permanently Um, the small percentage that aren't need a second injection and then are good to go. Um, it's literally your body just like learns how to use it because it doesn't know it's there for some reason.
3: What's is the, is the injection? Like, like, how does he inject you? Does he go just like in your neck or. Oh yeah. There's two methods. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's two methods. You can do it two different ways. You can do it like in a clinic with like a local anesthetic where they just, um, inject it right through your neck. Um, it's not as, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not as successful that way because it's a lot harder to get it in the right spot. Um, it's also super painful because they have to get you to talk while the needle is in that muscle, make sure they didn't hit the wrong thing. Um, so I elected to go under the general anesthetic version. Um, that's what most people do. It's also the most successful. Um, so I went to GA and then use a metal telescope to go down my throat and then like a long snaky um, injection needle to inject Whoa. the muscle.
3: Crazy. Whoa. It
1: took 20 minutes.
3: I was gonna say Whoa. that must be a quick
2: <laughs> procedure,
3: like and, in and Yeah, out. it
1: took 20 minutes.
2: And is that like a is that a one and done or do you need to you know get that done every you know how? Yeah, long, so I mean, hopefully
1: often. it's one and done. um, there's like a 20% chance I'll need a second injection and then it'll be like permanently cured. They've never needed to do a third.
0: Wow. That's crazy. That, that reminds me of How yesterday. Awesome. Yesterday when I got into my car, um, I opened up the door and it like sort of clicked and I looked in like to the hinge and the bolt was loose. And I was like, fuck, I don't have a wrench for that. So I was, went to get groceries and I was driving by the car dealership and I thought I'll just stop in and see if they have a wrench and they can just tighten that. So I popped in. In and out, twenty minutes. The door was fixed, and I was good to yeah, go. Yeah,
1: it's like some you fast basically
0: service. got this thing that was fucking impeding your entire my life
1: long problem in twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay, but it was dude, just, look, boom. <laughs> I need to add on to that though, because that is the like reason that I contacted. So I actually contacted all of these news publications to be in these stories. I work in marketing. I know how to get a story out there. I was like, I can't let people live this way because this is bullshit. I yeah. hated my life. I had to travel to Chicago in the middle of a worldwide pandemic to get an injection of Botox in my throat that took 20 minutes and would have cost me $600 in Canada. I had to fly to another country and pay out of pocket to get this injection because it is not available in Canada because they do not recognize the disorder and think it's unsafe.
3: Was it a, like, was it a, was it rather expensive? I take it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, so I mean,
1: so. yeah, so um, travel costs, I think, ended up being about like $4,000. Um, the overall procedure costs for someone from Canada would have been, I think, 4200 U.S., um, I was exceptionally lucky. Oh, I'm boring you. Am I yawning? No, sorry.
2: Sorry. The, the, the <laughs> red hasn't kicked
3: in yet. Yeah, yeah, the,
1: the, the burping has um, turned to
2: yawning. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, so, uh, I did ask his permission to speak about it. Um, I was incredibly lucky where, um, I met a gentleman on Reddit who, uh, he's the one who actually built the no website. If you've had a chance to check that out. Um, it's really funny. If you haven't, please read it. Cause it's hilarious. Um, there now,
2: yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's really
1: funny. So the guy who built this website actually paid for my procedure. Wow. wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. And is he, he just like, like, a, burp like a burp angel? basically so first of all dr bastion the one who did this treatment he's the burp angel that literally what they call him um like our no burp angel but there's this there's this lovely gentleman named andrew um in vancouver he's like this big you know tech company owner guy i don't know he's a big name there um and turns out he had this as well and uh he ended up going to dr bastion in chicago and getting it fixed and was like blown away um he knows it's incredibly expensive for Canadians to go get this done. And Canada is ridiculous and doesn't offer this here yet. So he has been paying for Canadians to go get this procedure. Wow. So wow. I am number, I want to say four or five that he has paid for. Um, he paid for my friend Brennan as well. And I know he's paid for a couple other people. Uh the, the clinic oh. that does the procedure knows him quite well. Uh, when I told them that Andrew would be paying for me, they said, oh, we'll just put his insurance on. Lucky you, you're another one of Andrews.
2: Wow. wow. That's, That's such a, a, crazy, a crazy story. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah. That so basically I've been living in
1: like a little fairy tale bubble for a little while. <laughs> this is I, I, one
0: of I the gotta, wildest stories I've ever heard. It totally <laughs> is. I know, it
1: really <laughs> is I, crazy. I,
0: I got
2: to say, like there's we have uh you know we've talked to hundreds of people about you know uh, so many different things and um and it's really not until we have a conversation with somebody who has something and it gets cured that you that i realize how few people we talk to that 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 end up finding like a permanent solution to yeah, the thing really that they live with and um and, you know i can i'm thinking of like uh Uh, hepatitis C jumps to mind is one that like they found a like they recently found a cure for and like Mm -hmm. a a few other a few other things that you know outside of like injury stuff that people kind of recovered from but like like it is so incredible to hear a story of something that Especially because there's just such comedic value to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It Yeah, I know. It's a fun one to talk about. (laughs) It sounds on on the surface, it's like we. Then, which is the reason we brought it up on the show. It sounds so ridiculous. You can't burp. It sounds so simple. Yeah. Um, and then there's so many underlying things that affect the way that you live and the way that you relate to people and you know your social life and everything. Like there's, I mean, it affects everything and the way that you feel and your mental health and so many things. And then. And then to have this incredible, like, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow of yeah. the story that it gets cured. I mean, and not and, it only gets cured, but there's this, like, kind of fairy, like, godmother of birds <laughs> that's, I mean, like, like, floating around.
1: Like, I found out that I had this in February, and I was got the injection in March. Like, everything wow. has moved incredibly quickly. Um, mm. I jumped at the chance to get paid for by someone. So we went immediately. Um, I'm really glad we did because there was no way we'd be able to go now with all of the lockdowns. Mm, Um, But like my concern is, you know, down the road, if this ends up being a genetic thing, like if I have kids someday, we can't all go to Chicago and get Botox injections. Mm. Like it's unacceptable to me that it's not available here. And you know what, if it's not available here in like under, you know, public health, at least let me make those decisions myself to go out and pay for it and have Mm. someone do this for me. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when I found out this is what I had and I spoke to public health and I spoke to my family doctor, it was brushed off again. They read Mm. the papers and they went, Oh yeah, that sounds like what you have, but mm, it's not available here. So there's nothing we can Mm. do about it. Like, I
0: I think it's really admirable (laughs) that you've, you've sort of made it a bit of a mission to get the word out and, and share this too, because, um, it's easy to like have a, it's easy to see a, a world where you find the solution to your problem. And now finally this thing that is like sort of been with you your entire life causing like all of this like turmoil in your life, it's finally gone. And like, it's almost it's easy to see how somebody would just want to like close the door on that chapter of their life. And, and that's not, how but, a
1: lot of people, And you, I know a lot of people who have done that and like to know, you know, I don't you do whatever you want. That's your life. And I don't think that's a negative thing. Like you're good and you're done with it and you can move on with your life. That's amazing. But with it not being available here in Canada and like the Reddit group has over 14,000 people.
2: Yeah. yeah
3: and crazy. that is just
1: the people who yeah. use the internet found the, the Reddit figured
3: it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And-
1: And found where they need to be. Like, Mm. do you know how many people probably have this unknowingly? Like, it just blows my mind. Like, I'm so, like, I I get riled up when it comes to talking about this. Because it's fucking unacceptable to let people live this way and not care. And then to have me hand you a paper. By a real doctor who found a real treatment and knows how to fix it. And then you go, eh, well, you'll probably have to travel to go get that. Yeah. Like fucking do something about it.
0: And yeah. also the shit's here. Like the there's a clinic down the street putting Botox in somebody.
1: And you know what? Yeah. The wildest part is they already use Botox for the opposite version of what I have. The, what I have has already been a diagnosed thing in reverse. So there's ACPD. Elderly people get it, they lose their ability to swallow, and they inject the muscle with Botox. It's the exact same thing. Whoa, right. really? No. Huh. Yeah. Huh.
0: Hey, I, I, I'm I'm dying to know Dude, what. Yeah, yeah wait. Yeah. Why why can't the people who do those injections do the yeah, same injection? I would injection love to know. Why don't you else? find out
1: and tell me? Because nobody can answer that freaking question for me. <laughs> right. And I'll oh, have boy. you. And not even so. When I did these article interviews, obviously they have to be you know like fair. They have to reach out and find the other side of the story. Yeah. Um. So they they contacted public health and asked for doctors to speak to who. And this is where I get even more upset because they sent them to GI specialists. That has not got anything to do with this problem. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing GI specialists my entire life. No one has ever been able to find out what's wrong. It's an ENT doctor problem, and right. they won't listen.
3: Right? Like, do you think it's because? Do you think it's because of the? You know the the like. The symptoms. The, yeah. The, yeah. Like, like the way that it's just been viewed your whole life, which is like, Oh, you can't burp. Huh. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that exactly bad. it. They, yeah, they think you know? all of the symptoms are the problem, but right. they're, they're symptoms of the issue. And yeah. it's, you know, it's the long going issue with medical. That's always been treat the symptoms and not the issue. No, treat the issue and get rid of the symptoms.
3: Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. I, I, uh, I'm, I mean, we, we, we sort of glazed over it, but like, what was it like for your first burp? Like, did you like, like, did you just fucking come online? Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Stopped. (laughs) I was in Chicago in my hotel room with my husband. Um, So my appointment was like first thing in the morning. I got it done at like 8am. And I think my first burp was like 13 hours later. Um, so you're we like chilling on the hotel bed watching TV and I burped and I just turned and looked at my husband and just saw a small little burp. So that's the the beginning. So when you get it, Baby the steps. first week or two, you they're actually called micro burps and you get them constantly, <laughs> nonstop, all the time. You cannot control them. Um, so I was getting at least five micro burps a minute. Um, I could not stop burping all the time. Eh, I still eh, need eh, to burp eh, all eh. the time, um, especially after eating, um, eating (laughs) is worse. Yeah. Uh, because the Botox actually causes a little bit of dysphagia, so you have problems swallowing for a little while. Oh,
0: Wait, yeah, did, did you start crying because you were like, it's a, it's actually so gross, and worked. I didn't think it was going to be this gross. <laughs> I was crying because it worked. <laughs>
3: like, I don't I want
1: to go back. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do burn.
3: this anymore.
1: <laughs> I
0: could taste my food.
1: Uh, yeah, you know what? The first time I tasted my food, though, that was a shocker.
3: Yeah. Um, Let me guess, was it Indian food? What were what we were eating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I think it might have been... I think it was, um, salsa.
3: Oh, that's like, it. Oh yeah. Medium for salsa.
1: Sh- yeah,
3: sure. Yeah. <laughs> salsa was comes like, up. I like, what just
1: happened? Salsa comes the, back. The worst part though is uh, people love this one. So I got to tell you, but, uh, in the first week or two, of my recovery, I was, I was having a really rough recovery compared to some. Um, and I mentioned previously that that muscle just opens like completely opens up. So uh, you forget sometimes and you bend over upside down and things just slide right back out. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. And it still happens sometimes if I'm not careful. So if I take a sip of water and then bend over like immediately, it'll come right back up.
3: Oh my God. Whoa. (laughs) Does that, uh, does it come up with like, like stomach acid like is it do you no. get like acid reflux or anything like that no, of it that? comes
1: up with just whatever went down because basically so you have a palate that sits in your throat and it is basically like a little bowl that like scoops your food in and then feeds it through into your um like stomach
2: oh,
3: okay um, yeah,
1: yeah. so when you don't have that muscle to push the food through it just sits there so right. It's not painful. It's not dangerous. It feels like you're choking, but you're not. (laughs) Um, So it's like something weird to get used to in the beginning. But the doctors, their their go-to is, don't worry, the food is in a safe place. It is okay there.
3: (laughs) 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 So you have to have a sip of
1: water to push that food through. Um, so if you take something immediately and bend over right away before it has a chance to kind of like work its way through on its own, it's just sitting in that little bowl. So it just comes mm. right back up. <laughs> Wait, so can
0: you not do uh like headstands or. You know, oh, go I don't even in? want
1: to try that. I don't want to try
0: yeah. that. <laughs> didn't we guys, didn't we have somebody on the podcast who we were talking? I remember we were talking about, uh, sphincters and how many different sphincters there are in your body. And we were talking about. Oh, nice. One. Yeah. Nice.
1: There nice. One. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> they
1: keep coming now
0: that she I burps. already went, went out. <laughs> the the uh, the so, but wasn't there something where like people couldn't go upside down because that it was the same. I'm pretty sure it was the same muscle that must not have been working in that case. Anyway, I do not remember for the life of me. Yeah. I'm sure that we we talked about that, but it was something. It was something different.
3: Hannah, uh, I want to ask you. I want to ask you a, a two part question that we like to ask most of our guests. Um, Uh, what would you say is the biggest thing that your experience with no burp has taken away from you?
1: Taken away like during or now?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, so, so living with this, this, um, this disorder, your, your entire life, what's the biggest thing that it took away from you?
1: A normal social life. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say yep. is the biggest thing? What would you
3: say is the biggest thing that No Burp has given you?
1: Oh, the ability to not be grossed out by normal stuff. Everybody yeah. does it. Get over it.
2: Amen. Sweet. <laughs> Kyle, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Kyle's fam?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, Hannah, I, I gotta say, this is uh I'm so glad that that we were able to pull this together because your your story is I mean, it, it's a wild, wild and interesting story. <laughs> Um, and to top it all off, talking about something that that obviously doesn 't have enough recognition, and mm-hmm. so to know that this is at least going to get out to um, quite a quite a large portion of people who currently exist within the the healthcare world, um, mm-hmm. whether that be you know doctors to be, um, still going to school or people who are are in the field right now working. Um, I'm just, I'm really glad that you took time to sit down and talk to us about your experience and, and share that with our audience because it really does mean a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I really appreciate being able to get that out because it only took one doctor who cared to cure me and mm. hundreds, possibly thousands of other people.
3: Yeah mm. uh, Again Check out NoBurp.org uh, I was just looking at it it's here. Really it's really funny it's, re- it's a great website <laughs> It's really
1: funny Yeah
3: It's great um, And uh, and if you're even more curious Go to Reddit And check out the R slash NoBurp uh, Community there uh, Hannah thanks again This was really fun Thank you Well folks There you have it That was our conversation With Hannah We are so 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 happy That we were able to get her on the show um, and hear such a wild story of of what it has been like to not be able to burp for that long and then all of a sudden burp in a hotel room and cry about it. Uh, Folks, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, And every single week, we are coming at you uh, wherever you find fine podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the CBC Listen app with three episodes a week. My God, that is a lot of content to devour. So you can uh, listen on Mondays where we talk to these amazing folks like Hannah. You can catch us on Wednesdays when we talk to, well, just about anybody in the world of health sciences. And then, of course, you can check the silliness out on Fridays when we bring you our Feel Good Friday chats. Um, We appreciate every single one of you for listening and uh, especially our patrons. We love y'all so much. Um, so again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that anytime. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. Um, and there's a contact form there. Or you can uh, just easily send us a letter, letters at sickboypodcast.com. Sick Boy Podcast is brought to you by myself, Jeremy Saunders, uh, Taylor McGilvery, Brian Stever, and our lovely producer, Lauren Sankey. The podcast is managed by our good pal, Jeffrey Lonus. Thank you to Donovan the Meerkat Morgan for the lovely sound design. Uh, Donovan, actually, if you wouldn't mind, insert your own burp right here. Uh, mm, yummy. Uh, and a big shout out to Take Part, the now defunct band that uh, is responsible for our theme music that has been running with us now for uh, the last six years. We love you guys. Uh, And if you want to check out their work, go check them out on Bandcamp. All right, with that, that is it for this week. My name is Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.